0: Welcome back to Novel Gaming, a podcast about video games and books with bonus points of other pop culture.
1: <laughs> I'm Vicki.
0: I'm Doug.
2: And I'm Katie.
0: And today we are logging on to talk about all of our favorite multiplayer <laughs> online games. But before we get into all that, let's squat up in the lobby for a <laughs> bit to chat about everything we've been reading and watching these last few weeks. Katie, you've been reading anything lately? I have, but
2: first, I just want to commend you for the <laughs> amazing job you did <laughs> hey, was coming up with that intro. So <laughs> oh, good. Thank you so much. That was so, <laughs> that was so good. So I'm still reading our book club pick, and yeah. surprise, everybody, this isn't a book club episode.
3: Whoa. <laughs> what?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We are going to be reading Blackwater Sister next Next podcast, we'll be talking about it. We had a little snafu with some library stuff, but we got it all <laughs> sorted out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm still reading that. And one of the other books I just want to shout out is a book I recently read and it has been sticking with me. I'm not going to talk about it too much because, well, Vicki, you've been sh- surprisingly curious about horror stuff lately. So you yeah. might read this too. But it's called uh, Tender is the Flesh.
0: Um, oh yes
2: yes yes and it's a book about uh, a future this isn't spoiling anything it's a book about the future where uh, the government says that animals are poison right they're contaminated you can't eat animals anymore so then they start basically breeding and raising humans um
3: (laughs) It's, Vicky, that Vicky, that was a, a strange reaction. reaction. I, no. <laughs> I had.
1: I oh, keep going. I'll explain my my thought process after you're done. Okay, um,
2: I'm a little thrown off. Sorry, uh, it, it was like an extremely uh, disturbing book. Yeah. Um, oh, and I didn't mention the author, but it's by uh, Agostina Basarica. So it basically follows this guy who used to work in uh, in the meat industry, in the animal meat industry, and now works in the human meat industry, and I'm gonna leave it at that, Uh, but it is graphic, it it, it did make me feel a little sick uh, a lot of the Uh. times, and it did make me question a lot of things, Um, but it was also really
1: good? Huh. Vicky, why did you... So... (sighs) I think my brain went some places. And when you said animals were poison, I thought like, oh, you can't have pets anymore because they're bad. Well, that's- <laughs> no, that's also it. Okay. Okay. They, they kill the pets. Oh, okay. So I was processing that thought. And then you said humans were bread for food. And it just like caught me out of left field because I was still half in like, <laughs> so that was the reaction. <laughs> just <laughs> was a lot of processing. of like, What? <laughs>
0: I thought you just like for some reason imagined like human farm animals or something, like humans and pens, which is probably a reality of the book, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, you could take it to a cartoonish place that would be sort of silly. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I was like assuming that's what you were <laughs> what you were giggling at.
1: Really like caught up and then, I don't know, uncomfortable yeah. laugh. <laughs>
3: fair,
0: fair. Very it fair. sounds like it would be really, really sort of uh, disturbing and challenging. So yeah. I, I mean- I just searched for it, oh. so I will probably be trying to read or listen to that one.
2: Yeah, it like messed with my mind. I went to a doctor's visit shortly after, and I think they had they were selling um, this product that you're supposed to put on your feet, and it it like gets the dead skin off. And it was uh-huh. it's called Baby Feet, and I oh, was like, Oh gosh. no, oh, yep. like, they're not oh, selling no. Baby Feet here, are they? And they they weren't <laughs> obviously, but uh, I was like. It switched my mind, which it's cool when a book does that um, yeah. yeah. in a different way for a sustained period of time. Vicki, <laughs> tell us what you've been reading lately so
1: we can talk uh, about it. Yeah, nothing like that. I've actually <laughs> been reading a little all over the place. So mm-hmm. I'm happy to report that I have read the first chapter, first chapter and a half of Fall of Reach. So uh, that's the Halo book. Um, oh so, that's right yeah 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 so I'm, I'm making progress i think i'm gonna read around it um, and come back to it like intermittently um, which can probably is gonna be confusing because it's a new world i'm not like i've said i'm not super familiar with halo so i know the big words you know the you know grunt what the halo is master <laughs> chief but like it, this is kind of a side story i'm thinking so i'm gonna read around it i think it'll be just fine Uh, But I have been spending my time uh, with some manga. So uh, somebody... Oh, (laughs) my favorite... Not my favorite. That's a strong word. One of the YouTubers that I like to watch, Jay Contra, uh, formerly my man in Japan, but now has moved to the UK because of COVID. He did a lot of... um, like, haul videos at the Japanese uh, discount, like, consignment store that I'm obsessed Mm. with. Uh, So he switched to, like, talking about his library of books and games and stuff. So one of the things he mentioned is that he had all the original Sailor Moon comics, Mm. uh,
3: Sailor Moon manga. And
1: I thought, oh, I want to see if I could get that. So I did, and it's called Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon uh, Eternal Edition, Volume (laughs) 1. So the library has it digitally. And so I've been reading it, and it's it's pretty awesome. It's cool. That sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. I
0: like that. Yeah,
1: and different for me, because I didn't love Sailor Moon growing up. So this I was is... To ask. Yeah, I love the cat. Her name is Luna, and she's a black cat. <laughs> so, you know, right up my alley. But yeah, I, I've really enjoyed it so far, and I don't know how deep into the universe I'm going to go, but I'm at least going to give the first like two volumes a try. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, the other thing that I've been reading, uh, and I don't think I mentioned this, so a while ago, I didn't, maybe I did, so Nothing Special? <laughs> Never heard of it. Okay, great. No. So,
0: okay. Oh, I thought you were saying it wasn't something special. <gasps> oh, no, no. no. It well, abso- okay, but what is it? it?
1: No, no, no. It absolutely <laughs> is something special. So
3: um,
1: Katie Cook is a comics artist who wrote Gronk uh, a couple years ago, and it was like a weekly webtoon. Um, really great cute monster character doing shenanigans oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I
0: thought it was like about the football player oh oh he's no. like oh no he had no. his own webcomic huh no gronk is <laughs> just like a cool monster <laughs> thing
1: alien uh and katie cook has now started a new series it's i mean new-ish i think in the past year i'm late to the game but it's called nothing special um mm-hmm. and it's weekly and it's about um this character who's magical we don't know the extent and meets somebody in the human world who also might be magical and they're kind of figuring things out together and then there's a whole mystery happening and it's just really sweet and I really like the art style and it seems very relatable so far uh so I'm, I'm loving that and I'm really excited uh it's on webtoon which is an app so I'm used to like you know bookmarking a website and going to it every week um yeah and this is it's an app that has all kinds of different like weekly web comics so i'm only invested in this one but there's like a ton that it keeps trying to push to me based on you know like <laughs> this is a fantasy one so other <laughs> fantasy comics that you might like
3: mm-hmm. um
1: but it's free and it's it's really cool so i'm digging what's it. that called again webtoon? it's called webtoon is the app and then nothing special by katie cook is the comic i'm reading she think like callie the magical girl thinks like you know she's just an ordinary person and like she's not super special but she is i think uh, <laughs> i know so nothing special i get yeah. it yeah
0: i i would, it's funny you mentioned like a webcomic specifically cuz i was just thinking earlier today it's like there's so many like comic strips that i just mm-hmm. never read or got into and a lot of them are probably super good like mm-hmm. i know some of them are good because People I respect have like a lot of praise for them, but yeah. never really got into too many. So maybe I'll maybe I'll start there. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's a cool app. The only other um, comic strip I ever read was called Skinny Panda. Uh, <laughs> I read it in college and it's about a panda who's like skinny uh, and is very like <laughs> ho-hum about things. And it, I think it just like echoed a lot of, I don't know, angst I had in college. Uh, and so like Skinny Panda would just like do funny things or like, need to take a nap and I liked that too. So I'm I'm <laughs> glad I'm, I'm reconnecting with, with a like short or weekly comics. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, It's cool. Nice. Doug, what about you?
0: Well, I, I haven't read a whole lot lately. I did finish the first Animorphs book and moved yeah. on to the second yeah. one. So my journey continues. Uh, second one's from the perspective of Rachel. So we have switched narrators, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are things that I just recently, uh, checked out or became available to me on hold that I'm very excited to read. So I'll shout those things out. One is a book called The Book of Accidents, and it's mm-hmm. by Chuck Wendig, Ooh. who I've probably mentioned on here before. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, if yeah. not, he is a former Star Wars author. Um, he had a, a whole you know library before writing for Star Wars, um, but that's one of his bigger titles. Um, unfortunately, was uh, axed from Star Wars due to uh toxic fans mm. who hate gay people mm. um oh, but <laughs> i stuck with chuck uh because he's a really cool guy and during the pandemic i read one of his books called Wanderers which was like a very uh eerily coincidental book about a pandemic oh no uh, that released uh, before our pandemic hit but not by very much and it was a really ambitious book um it was like his biggest book Tons of characters really sort of like in the style of something like The Stand by Stephen King, as I understand it. I haven't read The Stand. But he has a new book out called The Book of Accidents. And now this one is like a horror book. Um, It sounds like it also has a decent number of characters, but the tone and, and whatnot is being... Now sort of compared to The Shining, which Hmm. is one of my favorite books. So I'm very excited to read this because it's an author I like. Some of the comparisons that are being made about it are things that I'm really excited about. And I just literally, as I was looking for Tender is the Flesh, saw that it was available for me to check out. (laughs) So this is breaking news. And the other thing, which was definitely spawned by my recent dip into Animorphs, is Goosebumps. Yay! (laughs) Yay. I'm just going to fully embrace this this sort of like wave of of rereading books that basically got me into reading. Yeah. Uh, so I, I noticed that my digital library had a bunch of Goosebumps books, including the first five on audiobook, uh, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna experience them that way. Huh, that's cool. Uh, because the first one. Uh, I like recognize the voice actor or not the the narrator of the book as a voice actor oh. who worked on like Pokemon, Digimon, what? Yu-Gi-Oh! Like I recognize her. So I was like, well, I, I'm going to give the audiobooks a shot then, you know? <laughs> that's like, cool. Yeah, they're probably probably pretty, pretty good. So
3: yeah.
0: uh, lots of stuff I'm anticipating, but I guess oh, I'll yay. give updates once I've actually read them.
2: Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, horror, both for adults and kids, all at once. <laughs> all at <around. laughs> Yes, yes. Well, Katie, have you been watching anything lately?
2: I have. So, I don't know. It probably is a reaction to the fact that I read Tenders the Flesh recently. But <laughs> I uh, saw on Hulu that they have episodes of season three of Making It, which I think is currently yes. airing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I don't know if we've talked about making it at all on the show, but for folks that aren't cool and into really nice things, (laughs) um, it's a show hosted by Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman, and it's basically a craft challenge. So they bring in people they call makers who have different specializations like woodworking or... Uh, sewing or foam work or whatever balloon craft yeah there's a ton they ask folks to make different things based on challenges and based on themes and based on things so it's a super wholesome show it's kind of i would say it's even kinder than the great british bake-off uh yeah
0: i think at this point it definitely is i think the bake-off has been affected by being on for like yeah. almost 13 years or whatever
2: yeah and the the hosts i feel like and even mm. the critiques are all just overall gentler and kinder i i can't think of a different word but uh it's a super good show so far in the season i am disappointed in who, who's gone home so far uh, um but i won't talk about it because i know <laughs> y'all yeah, watch the show mm-hmm
0: yeah i think i think the words you were using are fully appropriate because amy Poehler and nick offerman have done interviews where they pretty much explicitly said like we set out to make a show that makes people feel good Mm -hmm. in a sea of shows that make people feel bad you know so like it's very intentional the tone of the show so i think they're trying to be kind
2: yeah (laughs) love puns they love being silly nick offerman constantly eats the crafts uh it's pretty fun (laughs)
0: and giggles
3: yeah
2: (laughs) they're so fun together and yeah like even the judges are like kind and can be silly and all that kind of stuff which the judges i feel like on a lot of shows are always you know i'm gonna be a little bit removed i'm gonna be a little bit more serious but not in this show they're people too
3: yeah
2: that's so exciting yeah, I'm excited for y'all to start uh, watching it so we could talk about it.
1: But mm-hmm. uh, Vicky, what are you watching? <laughs> what do you think I'm watching? Uh, <laughs> I'm still- Loki. Oh, we did. I mean, we finished Loki. <laughs> uh,
0: so that's not, you know, I don't
2: even have a guess. Thing. I'm trying to heart- think really hard, but I can't.
1: Oh, it's still just Grey's Anatomy. Oh, yeah. duh. <laughs> oh, my god, How did I not know horror. that? I know. That's why I think I've been more interested in the horror stuff because – i'm surrounded by all of like gore gore and (laughs) mutilation and not that i need to be um yeah uh so yes i'm watching too much of that and there was something else that i was watching and now i can't remember the offshoots private practice (laughs) no i did for wait are
0: there spinoffs of Grey's anatomy uh
1: yeah there's just one i think yeah you're right there's just one so um i think it's in like season six Wait, Private uh, Practice is still on? I think it or ended. No, you're talking about when she gets When introduced. she yep yep yep. Uh well, oh, okay. so Kate Walsh, who plays Addison, uh Shepherd, who is Derek's estranged wife, is a popular character despite being the woman who like cheated on him, and so she gets her own spin-off. I think it's season 6 called Private Practice where she goes mm. and lives like I think it's in LA and works at a private practice and they all do the same things just in a different different vibe uh it's it's no good idea. too yeah i like it
0: like i've heard of the show and had no idea it was connected to it at all
1: yeah yeah it is mm-hmm. well, loosely they have a couple crossover episodes that i like uh but they've been putting those crossover episodes in the grace series oh cool so oh, yeah nice. and i don't know if there's any more um oh i'm watching the olympics duh (laughs) i'm looking at my streaming app to figure out like what's on there oh my god no i'm watching a ton of the olympics like non-stop uh with the nbc app which is horrible and very glitchy and i can't recommend it and i almost thought about rating it um but i'm whatever but the they have everything recorded so i could go back i've been avoiding spoilers you know I like <laughs> the plague but like the pandemic um and have been going back and just watching what i wanted to so we watched all of softball we watched uh most of men skateboarding some of women skateboarding volleyball um and that's been really really nice i've enjoyed that it's been cool to see
0: nice that's
3: yeah. really
1: cool yeah and support for uh
2: simone, simone. for mm-hmm. doing what she needs to do yeah. and
0: absolutely
2: fuck you to all the
1: people who are being dumb about it i know i'm so proud
0: yeah. of her
2: for
1: making that decision i can't imagine i cannot imagine and I'm, I'm just so glad that she took care of herself yeah yeah
0: it's also wild the number of people who are making any sort of pathetic attempt <laughs> to like discount anything she's ever done as a result of this mm-hmm. simone biles is like inarguably one of the greatest athletes in recorded history mm-hmm. like you cannot take anything away from her period <laughs> She's incredible. I yeah. I I was I was thinking about her too. I haven't been following the Olympics, but I've been following uh, what's been going on with her because I usually usually do. (laughs) I don't know anything about gymnastics, but I just think she's incredible. Well, one
1: of the things I read today that I didn't even realize. So her moves, her like skill level is so high that the judges can't score her. Uh Yeah, and they've like she's
0: penalized for being too good.
1: Yes. Yeah, you know, on top of everything else, like are you kidding yeah. me? It's so dumb.
0: It's it's it yeah, it's ridiculous. It's fully broken. I've I've avoided getting into like deep rabbit holes about gymnastics, but I've learned some things yeah. like purely through learning about Simone Biles. Like I learned a little bit about how like moves are named. Like oh. she has something like a handful of moves named after her because if you do it first, yeah. <laughs> like, it's Gibbs. yours. It's yeah. like a Simone. Yeah, it's a it's a Biles maneuver or whatever. I don't know how they do the naming, but she has a bunch of moves named after her, and she's so good they don't even score her properly. Uh, and apparently it's, it's a whole big thing uh, mm-hmm. with the yeah. gymnastics, you know, the World Committee, Olympics Committee, all that mm-hmm. junk.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like Silliness. there's so much wrapped up into it, and I feel like a large part of it is racism <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: i do think there's a big part of it there too especially because we have the context of like naomi osaka's yeah sort of pulling away from the public public sphere uh mm-hmm. to a degree so i think a lot of it has to do with that especially and and Ugh. i think that's a big piece of it <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. but i love that she gets to be a role model for this as well now too yeah, right like absolutely. it's not just hey, you can you can do incredible, greatest of all time things, you also can take care of yourself uh, and be supported in that. Yeah,
2: be a human. Yes. Yep. Vicky, have you had a favorite thing that
1: you've watched? I really did enjoy watching softball. We got silver at the end, and I was really hoping we would win. Uh, just because softball was something I played growing up, and it was exci- it's not been in the Olympics since 2008, so it was exciting to see hmm. that again. Um, And it was cool to watch all of the games that they've played. I don't think I followed a sport like all the way through their Olympic competition. Um, So I enjoyed that. And then I I, I liked watching the new things. So like skateboarding was cool because I've not, you know, (laughs) it's new to the Olympics or like surfing. It's new. So it's like, I don't have any expectations for this. Uh, So I think those moments were fun too.
0: Did you see that that woman who went viral when she was like seven years old or something for skateboarding in a in like a fairy princess costume ended up silver medal meddling Whoa, at the Olympics this year. I did not <laughs> cool. I did not Yeah she was like on a viral vine and then this year she Aww. got a silver medal. I think she's like seventeen or eighteen or something.
1: Dang. Oh that's awesome. Yeah. I uh
0: the, the Olympics are fun. I just wish they could get their shit together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh I I I you know, it's I I have a complicated relationship as I feel like a lot of people do with the Olympics, just because like I grew up watching them and it was really exciting, um, and then you like get, you you peel back the curtain a little bit, mm-hmm. so I like to keep up with it because it's cool and you and it's like cool to see what people can accomplish and you know exactly all the the work that goes into all the things that they're doing, uh, but then there's always a, like a part of me that's like, ugh, you could do this so much better, or like like Japan, you also didn't need to do this right now, yeah. <laughs> so so there's a lot a lot lot wrapped up in the olympics but you know it's good to find moments of joy in there yeah
2: yeah with the olympics i always think about like what cuz you know in like k through 12 you read about past histories and you sometimes just get like sentences about what sort of or if it's the freaking parthenon or whatever the colosseum or wherever they fought each other yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you get whole ass chapters on it but i always think about what is going to be in the history books or if aliens come and they're like what the (laughs) hell are these little humans doing yeah Uh, you're flinging around on a skateboard what's a skateboard (laughs) um i don't know i always just think about what would it look like to people who aren't here right now or to beings who aren't here right now what would their thoughts be on uh on what we're doing as a as a world
0: (laughs) you know what i think about is like if they find if they find, like, the Simone Bileses and the Tony Hawks and stuff, like, mm-hmm. if, that's, if that's how they create their image of humanity, they're going to think all of us were super badasses. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, if they find me, you know, they're gonna, it's going to be a little rougher picture. A different oh. type of badass. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you.
3: <laughs>
1: Doug, are you watching anything?
0: couple things I'll mention. I I did watch, unfortunately, the past couple nights I haven't been able to, but I did watch on Monday, uh, the Monday of the week we're recording this. I watched Jeopardy for the first time in a very long time Mm -hmm. because this is LeVar Burton's week. And I wanted to contribute as much ratings and attention to LeVar Burton um, as possible because even though I'm not a huge Jeopardy stan or anything, I did grow up watching it um, and I do for some reason that I can't really explain like care who they select as the next host, because I think it's safe to say that whoever they select is probably going to have that job. job. Yeah. For, Mm -hmm. for forever if they want it, you know, and I think who they choose really matters. And some of the guest co-hosts they've had have been really awful, questionable choices. Given that Jeopardy is largely a celebration of knowledge, you know,
3: um, mm. so
0: having Doctor Oz on, I think, <gasps> oh, speaks volumes. What you know, and I hope that their ratings were really low when he was on, and I'm, I'm, you know, conversely hoping that Levar Burton's ratings are really high. I think for for anybody our age, yeah. Levar Burton is a massive, massively important figure when it comes to promoting knowledge, promoting literacy, promoting diversity, promoting. Like understanding and kindness, and I feel mm-hmm. like that's the perfect person to to put into a show like Jeopardy. So I did watch that. I felt really, really terrible because I knew that if I was tuning in for the first time, a lot of other people were tuning in for the first time, which is great on the surface. But coincidentally, one of the contestants recorded the lowest score in Jeopardy history, no. uh, and I felt so bad for them. Oh, too much <laughs> I pressure. felt so terrible. Yeah, I was just like, oh, there's so many new or oh, returning boy. viewers who just witnessed you bomb so hard. No, um, but... It is a good sport about it, but I just felt so bad. One thing worth noting is that I tweeted about watching Jeopardy, and people can't help themselves. Oh, jeez. Uh, leave LeVar Burton alone. It's a bad look. Uh, you're really transparent. Uh, and most of the people who are ending up in my mentions about how bad he was... Uh, you're racist. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. not just because you don't like Levar Burton, but because I can see everything else you're tweeting, dumbasses.
3: Yeah. Oh my I also,
2: I also saw and have to look more into it, but they chose Levar Burton to host during the Olympics, which made some <gasps> of his like some of the syndication or view times yeah. different. So, like watching it live in some places at the like time you were watching it wasn't possible and yeah. it was instead at like 4 a.m uh... yeah it's
0: a little it's a little tough because Jeopardy's a weird show i've learned in that it doesn't air at the same time for everybody i assume that because i watched it right before prime time everybody did but i guess that's not the case some places it's more flexible some places it's just like not on when it is for me and for most people and going up against the olympics uh Is unfortunate, for sure. I don't know. I don't think it was necessarily... Some people think it was like a conspiracy to tank LeVar Burton. I don't feel like the show has any interest in that, or they wouldn't have brought him on. Um, But I do think it's really unfortunate Mm -hmm. that he is competing with the Olympics. My hope is that people are choosing LeVar Burton. (laughs) (laughs) Where they have the opportunity to. If not, uh, and if you can't watch it, you know there are other ways you could you could tweet about how much you like LeVar Burton as the host. You can watch, uh, you know, can, you can blow up blow up clips and all that sort of stuff. But I just I, I just I don't know. I just really hope that he ends up the host. Yeah, I think a lot of people. Uh, do. I watched. Me too. Yeah, I watched him on Reading Rainbow. I watched him on Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's incredible. So
3: mm-hmm.
0: I did watch that, um, and then I watched uh, I watched Black Widow. That oh came out. nice
3: it did <laughs> yeah. come
0: out yeah I liked it I thought it was good I think if you're if you're into Marvel action movies uh, this should be your flavor uh, of of movie if you're not into the sor- sort of more grounded like actiony ones and you're more into the like weird cosmic yeah. uh, superpower ones like you know there's a little less of that um, but I think if you like the Captain America stuff if you like you know the Iron Man stuff this really should be your cup of tea um, I thought it was fun uh, still a little weird in the way that it's timed, but I'm glad that it happened now and not never. You know,
3: yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and very funny. The supporting cast is incredible. Oh, good. <laughs> They're so good. And I, I, I won't say too much more than that because uh, it is, it is connected in more ways than I would have expected. So, oh. yeah, yeah.
1: Interesting. Uh, how can worth watching. How can one watch it?
0: So currently, it is in theaters and on disney plus but marvel movies are one of the brands that they're charging Premier access uh, for uh so you would either need to go to a theater or pay for it on disney plus currently okay yeah so that's i mean that's what i've been watching anything anything people have been thinking about we actually got into some really cool stuff along the way but yeah i'm uh, yeah. curious if anybody's been thinking about anything else
2: there's one other thing I've been thinking about just because it has been all over video game news lately yeah, and that's I all
0: I thinking about the same good. thing
2: same <laughs> fall guys no i'm just kidding oh, um, oh <laughs> that was
3: good Katie. <laughs> uh,
2: you had me in the first
3: time
2: uh the lawsuit against um yep. Activision and Blizzard and um, now other i think Ubisoft Ubisoft Ubisoft
0: I always say Ubisoft, but I don't actually know how it's supposed to be pronounced.
2: Yeah. It's a gris Yeah, I was going to say gris
1: yeah
2: uh, It's whatever you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just the the kind of, I guess, re-sharing, because this stuff isn't necessarily new, but the resharing and and re-highlighting of toxic workplaces in the video game industry and how much of a... Oh, my God. I just want the world to be different. I'm constantly reminded about how I just want the world to be different. So that's been one thing that I've been paying kind of attention to. And I'm interested to see kind of where it all plays out. I support, obviously, the folks who have been on the receiving end of uh, the harassment and toxic behavior. And Mm -hmm. I really hope they hold people accountable. Um, So dumb. So dumb. So dumb. You can just not, you cannot be sexist. You cannot be homophobic. You cannot be racist, right? Like you can just shut up.
0: Yep. It's actually not that hard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, uh, on the day we're recording this, there was a walkout, uh, on behalf of employees and a call for a general sort of, uh, consumer strike against, uh, Activision and Blizzard, especially, um, which I was happy to see. It made me uh, feel a little bit more optimistic about the situation because the company itself responded sort of shittily. Mm-hmm. And then the people who actually work for the company were like, wait, that wasn't good enough. What you just mm-hmm. did was not nearly good enough. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they kind of have the mass of the employee base sort of saying like, uh-uh, do better, uh, has me has me hopeful. Yeah. Good. And
2: the heightened attention from like social media i don't know i'm sure there's lots of dumb stuff being said on social media but of course i'm i guess i'm following the right people uh that i'm not (laughs) seeing
1: most of that yeah somebody i'm connected with on facebook's partner works at like a smaller owned company by activision blizzard and they also participated in the walkout today so i like that it's you know all arms it's coming from like all areas oh yeah Solidarity? Yeah.
0: Yeah. If you're wondering like what it would mean to be a consumer that takes part in that walkout, today especially it meant that creators or streamers who might rely on those games for their own income basically took the day to highlight the issues instead, um, and hopefully folks did that. Um, I understand that a lot of them are in like a tough position because they might make their living off of it. So the least that they could do is highlight it. And if you're just like a general consumer, you know, part of it is just knowing what you know now, making sort of responsible decisions and and paying attention to like how they could potentially continue to make money off of something you may have already bought mm-hmm. now that like the landscape of games has changed, right? Mm-hmm. So like if it's a game that includes advertising, that's mm. uh, something to to ask questions about.
2: Vicky, Doug, anything you're thinking about besides that?
0: I think all three of us were going to bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like. That's why we're
3: friends. <laughs> yep.
0: Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, let's move into the main topic. Our builds are prepped. We're queued up. It's time mm-hmm. to drop into it. Online multiplayer (laughs) games. (laughs) Nowadays, online gaming to some extent is almost ubiquitous for most folks who play video games, um, largely just based on technological advances Mm. and like an increase in mobile gaming. Mm. Um, So whether you're an intense gamer or a casual gamer or somewhere in between, it's like probable you've played games online. Um, And the cool thing about it is that you can play games online with other people. So um, as we've mentioned in the past, the three of us have kept up after moving to different places largely by playing games together online. So, thank you multiplayer online gaming. Yeah. Um so we're going to celebrate that. Uh we're celebrating it by uh basically coming up with some of our favorite multiplayer games. We each came up with 3 and I'm I'm certain there will be some honorable mentions mm-hmm. uh, as it was well so hard. uh cuz <laughs> a lot of these games we play together. <laughs> um but that's kind of what we brought and we'll just talk about some of our favorites. Um before we get into that though I am curious. Here's a here's an unexpected twist for you. Ooh. I'm curious if you remember what the first game you played online with other people was because we grew up without online multiplayer gaming. Yeah. So we, you know, there was a there was a turning point for us. Um and I'm curious if you remember what that was.
2: That's a really good question and <laughs> A really good point, and I'm definitely not stalling at all to think about what my game <laughs> I could is. take it. I could take yeah, it. Yeah, yeah.
1: You go first. It might not be the official first, but it's like my most salient memory, and I think mm-hmm. I've shared it on here before. But I was playing PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale with <gasps> my now husband, uh, yeah. and that is how we met yeah. initially because we had a mutual friend and we who started the party and thought we would be good together, and then you know, trying Sail to all this time, yeah, get us together that way. <laughs> so I I played quite a bit of PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. Um, 2012 I think that was and that's I think that's the the first one or close to
0: nice yeah I, I was like aware that online gaming existed but I always sort of considered it a computer thing I always considered Mm. it like a World of Warcraft thing, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, But I didn't play that. I did, I did, I did do like a trial of World of Warcraft once, and then immediately recognized I would lose my entire life to Uh it. (laughs) Not buying it. (laughs) Not gonna do it. Making smart choices. Um, So it was my my context is entirely in consoles, uh, which I expect is probably all of our context. Mm -hmm. And I think the first game that I, I think the first game that I played online with other people. Uh, was probably on Wii. I'm assuming that, and oh. not, not on Wii, but like on the Nintendo Wii, um, <laughs> I think was probably like Mario Kart or Smash Brothers. So it was like okay. sort of later hmm. to the game because I didn't, I, I never owned an Xbox um, of any kind. So that would have been probably my first if I had one. And I never connected my PS2 really. Uh, so it would have been in college with a Wii, I th- I think. <sighs> and I it was rough. Because it it was Nintendo, so yeah. I didn't do it very much. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's
2: cool. I think I didn't do Doug very similarly. I didn't do a lot of online multiplayer games really until PlayStation Four and hanging out with y'all. I didn't I didn't dive into that very much. But yeah. one I did, uh, as we were talking, uh, play a lot of was there was uh, an online mode in Mass Effect 3 oh. that if you played it you would gain like resources for the single story player and so if you were at a certain level or something your chances of surviving this final mission would go up because you had those resources and so it was a third person shooter and i think i really enjoyed it from what i can remember <laughs> um and like i'm really terrible at first person shooters and i'm mildly terrible at third person chewers but i think i played that one to the point where i got like fairly good uh definitely not a solid good but like pretty good where it wasn't embarrassing to like play it online against strangers which is something i experience a lot these days
0: (laughs) yep yeah absolutely what a
2: fun question yeah
0: well Let's dive into the stuff that we we expected to talk about. No more curveballs, I promise. (laughs) Katie, you want to kick us off with one of your favorite online multiplayer games?
2: Yeah. So, as I mentioned before, I don't think I really got into a ton of online multiplayer until PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch stuff and gaming with y'all. And the way I approached it was... Games that I play mostly through online multiplayer were, like, my selection. So, like, even though I love Animal Crossing New Horizons, and I do play multiplayer, and I do enjoy multiplayer, the vast majority of that game I play solo, Mm -hmm. and so that's not going to be on my list. So, uh, the first game that I want to highlight, I was also, I have so many games because I was like, well, if someone brings this game up, then I'm going to use this game instead. So I've like (laughs) a lot listed because I enjoy multiplayer games. But I'm going to start with one that could potentially be on all of our lists, I think. And that's Stardew Valley. Um, Oh, nice. Yeah. So farming game which we've talked about, we love. We make videos playing Stardew Valley. There's so much you can do in it. Uh, it's got story. If you're into that, it's you don't have to engage if you're not into that. Uh, it's got fighting and dungeons and farming and fishing and so many cool things. And I mostly play that game now online with other people. So I have yeah. a farm with y'all. I have a farm with... My sister, I want to. My stupid older brother hasn't downloaded it yet, <laughs> even though I got it for him. But I want to start a what farm.
0: Waiting for. I know,
2: right? It's embarrassing, but I want to start a farm that's like a family farm of siblings. Yeah, uh, I have a farm with my partner. I just really love Stardew Valley, and that is definitely one of my favorite online multiplayer. Nice.
0: Yeah, that online multiplayer was an incredible, incredible update.
1: Thank you, concerned ape. Yes. So uh, my list, unlike you, it seems, my list is very limited. I had a hard time Ooh. coming up with three, just because. Well, oh, I figured. Oh my you gosh! Would. Yeah, I figured you'd do Stardew. Uh, so I, you know, I tried to do ones that I, I felt like. We didn't play or played a little bit that maybe you all liked less than I did, um, but I will note <laughs> <laughs> I, I I also like these games on my list because they're contained and controlled by us. Like we are the party; no one else can play uh, with us. I don't have to talk to other people because uh, when I when we said online multiplayer, I was like, "Wow, well, I don't like I don't like those games because I don't like I don't like interacting with other people." But these ones are all uh, like. <laughs> You could just play them with your people. Um, yeah. So, the first one on my list is Borderlands 1 and 2. Ooh. Yeah, and hopefully ah. soon to be 3, maybe. Uh, ah. I I heard it has gone on sale at times for $7 or $8, which is better what? than the 10.
0: Why I can't thought. I ever find it when it's on I know. sub $10? I'm,
1: I'm looking for it, so don't worry, I will <laughs> let you know. Um, but Borderlands 1 and 2 are really great to play online, and we played. Um, <laughs> I've, uh, we at the time had two tvs and two playstation 3s at the house oh gosh, for yes. Borderlands. yes they were uh it's a really great picture uh, right next land to each party, other land yeah. so we would we would play together <laughs> and then we had two friends in other locations that we also played with um uh-huh. for one and two and i've been told three also stands up but it's i i don't tend to like shooters this is it's third or first person i think you could toggle um, nice yeah, but I I found what I like, I found the character powers that I've liked, and I kept it pretty consistent between Borderlands 1 and 2, and it's it's good, and funny, and a little weird, which is great, so I, I hopefully look forward to playing Borderlands 3
3: with you all <laughs> sometime. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Calm down. Please.
0: I think similarly to how you described it, Vicky, I... I initially fought a little bit with the notion because I was like, well, I'm not like an online multiplayer gamer, you know, Mm -hmm. but really what that means is there aren't many games that I want to go on and play with random people because I either suck at most of them Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, I don't want to actually interact with strangers because it's frequently not a welcoming place for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So... So that was sort of my first thought, but because of that, I was like, okay, well, what games do I still have fun playing, even if I'm not necessarily playing with my friends? So I tried to think of some of those um, but I also sort of thought like, okay, here's one that's very relevant, very recent, one that I played a ton for a while, and one that I play, or wish that I played more because it's really fun to play with other people, and online is finally good enough to do it. So my first one's going to be the relevant one, the recent one, um, you know, bits of pop culture, if you will. Um, Pokemon Unite is oh, so much fun.
3: It is, yes, it's
0: so much fun. And I've found myself playing it even when I'm not playing with friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can very easily play with friends. It's kind of the best of both worlds because it's easy enough to to play with your people and sort of squad up if you want to. Um, but if you're not doing that, you don't. You're not forced to interact a whole lot with people mm-hmm. who might not necessarily. Uh, play your style or whatever so it's it's easy to both sort of have that control and that containment you're talking about vicky mm-hmm. but also have it be a party game online if you want
3: mm-hmm.
0: and it's so much better than i think everybody was expecting uh because i don't think a lot of people knew what to expect if if you're not familiar with pokemon unite it's the latest spin-off pokemon game uh, that is a much fuller game than I think people expected mm-hmm. it's it 's not like a free to play timed access yeah. type of game where you can only do so much each day it 's a full multiplayer online battle arena game, which is a term I only just learned because of Pokemon unite <laughs> um, and you squat up with anywhere from three to five people against three to five people and you you basically play like a weird like soccer basketball. <laughs> Pokemon battle sport. Like and it's really fun. And even when I'm losing, I'm usually having fun. So that's a big signifier to me that it's doing something right.
2: Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because that was on my I clearly have more than three on my (laughs) list. That was on one of the ones I was potentially gonna tap in. So it's so it is so fun. And I don't like normally get sucked into games like that, right? Mm -hmm. Like like Fortnite or fall guys or those like large multiplayer ones that I know fall guys isn't free but uh, I don't normally play it unless I'm playing it with y'all or with like Mm -hmm. my family but Doug I've seen you playing when I'm playing and I'm like oh cool Doug's playing I'm gonna keep playing though Uh, maybe I should text him but I'm in the middle of a game so can't stop It's just so fun. And you can dress up your character. Not as as detailed as I like, but you do unlock clothing. Oh, good. Yes. Okay.
0: Yes. No bald option. Uh, I would like to point out. This is the thing I'm thinking about constantly. Why do games not have bald options? It's not a massive priority, but lots of us are bald. Yeah. (laughs) Men and women.
2: It shouldn't be super hard, right? I feel like that's not like a... You don't have to worry about hair physics or anything in there. Yeah. Yeah. So...
0: But one thing I did notice, because I even just, I even just like did the sort of video game super binary thing. But one thing I've noticed, I think, does Pokemon Unite, does it, well, it definitely has binary clothing, but I think the hairstyles aren't limited, are they? Or are they? I'm not sure. That's a whole nother thing. Video games should be better about that. More customization options, you know, allow people to explore gender through video games, please, and represent themselves.
2: Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I didn't even think about the clothing because I just saw what my character has, and you in the game you never see the other players. Yeah. You see the other players as Pokemon, so you're not seeing like what their clothing is.
0: I know a friend of mine; their avatar wears a skirt, and I am oh. pretty certain that I haven't yeah. seen that.
2: Huh. Me either. So interesting. A couple
0: things to improve there, but I do like that you you can dress folks up, like you can dress your character up. And unfortunate as it is that it's all gendered um the clothing so far that i've seen is pretty cool yeah stuff i would wear in real life yeah so maybe get on that Pokemon Unite. the
2: <laughs> one of the f- first times doug and i played together just uh sorry vicky um <laughs> we we showed up and we were wearing the same outfit
0: <gasps> yep so cool <laughs> yep and both of us were like pretty sure you were gonna wear that today. <laughs> yeah oh, i
3: knew geez. i knew you'd have it <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome yeah now that we're deeper
2: in i don't know if we'd be as easily matched but uh yeah it was fun
0: <laughs> but yeah i've been really enjoying it i'm impressed it sounds like it's generated a decent amount of buzz at the time of recording they just dropped a new pokemon as well and there are more on the way so oh, it looks nice. like they've got stuff ready to go and seasons planned out so I'm excited. Nice.
2: Yeah. So my next one, I'll stick with a, a free-to-play one that I really enjoy. And instead of dressing up people, you dress up cars, uh, and that's Rocket League. Oh my gosh!
0: It took me way too long to realize what you were talking about. I was like, dressing up cars. What game has cars in it. Uh, amazing.
2: Yeah, but Rocket League. Uh, so the game where you play soccer, kind of with cars. Yeah. I remember when I first started playing it, I downloaded it and just tried it out. I think I maybe tried it out with a different friend. And I was like, come on, Vicky. Come on, Doug. Do you want to play this? And (laughs) y'all were a little hesitant. I was very
0: hesitant. I'll call myself out.
2: (laughs) Uh, After that first match, uh, Vicky, I feel like there was a time where you stood up Oh, I'm sure first match we played. Uh, (laughs) It was just like so fun to play with y'all. And it's it seems intimidating and fast paced. And it probably is when you're first playing it, but you get kind of used to it. And it's just really fun. And I like that you can customize your car and pick a song. I've got, you know, Lil Nas X and Montero as my goal song. So even more motivation to try and score. And it's just really fun, and it's free, and you can play across platform, um, which is nice, because then I also play with my family, and we don't all have the same system. So it's really cool, a game I super love and will probably continue playing for a while. Nice. How about you, Vicky? Uh, My second game is Overcooked 2. Oh, Sorry, that was another one I could cross off my list. Oh, okay. I picked this one because I wasn't sure. I feel like I have
1: just a love-love relationship with this game, but I feel like you all sometimes have a love-hate relationship with this game. Like, I could... So, Overcooked, if you've not ever played it, there's Overcooked, and then Overcooked 2. Um, The first one did not have online... Multiplayer, But it did have like couch co-op. Um, and then two had the online edition, which was awesome. Um, and I, I appreciate that we set very clear parameters. Like if we don't get this in three goes, we're moving on yeah. to just like protect our sanity. Um, but I am the kind of person who could just keep playing until I get it so i i love this game even when it's frustrating it's fun um i love cooking things like fake cooking things and pretending that i'm a good chef and making s'mores or (laughs) turkeys or whatever Um, and i hope they make more overcooked soon because i'm i'm ready i'm ready for it i think i've played like all of the levels twice on both like my profile like both profiles it's a good one
0: I like it. I can only play it for so long, though, because like, I feel like I can like feel my blood pressure rising. Um, but it's super fun. So I had a feeling it might come up, but I also did include it just in case it needed to be mentioned. Well, and the funny thing
1: with Overcooked, I will say it's one game I like playing multiplayer, and I do not like playing the single player. Oh, my God. It's impossible. Yeah. It is so difficult. I wouldn't even try. No. You can't be efficient or effective. So Yeah. You need a team. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So my second one, this one has a couple layers to it. It's it's a game that prior to playing online, I played with my younger brother a lot, mm. uh, on play, like an, an earlier version of it. It's also one that I'm really pleased with how the online experience ended up being as they made more of them. Mm. Um, it's a property and a franchise I already love. And... It ended up being, I think, a PlayStation Plus game, like, free game, at some point during the pandemic, which was, like, the best timing ever. I really enjoy Star Wars Battlefront online. (laughs) Oh, nice. I wasn't sure where it was going. It's, like, like the only... Like, I don't play, like, any war games, and I play rarely any sort of, like, shooter-type games, multiplayer online, Mm -hmm. because it doesn't feel like an environment for me, like, because I'm bad and because people are very intense. And so, I've never really gotten into it, but Star Wars Battlefront feels so different, um largely because it's a property I already really like. Um I assume it probably has a whole chunk of people who play it because it's Star Wars, not because it's necessarily a a battlefront game or a war game, and I don't feel terrible at it oh, yay. <laughs> and I was able to play it with a bunch of people like you can squat up with a pretty large group of folks. Mm-hmm. Matches are big and they're long and I don't know, they're smooth. And I just, it was like such a nice game to have uh, during 2020 to just be able to be like, anybody want to hang out and do Star Wars stuff and escape into this cool sci-fi world? Honestly, if it weren't such a massive game, I (laughs) needed to take it off my PlayStation to play other things. I feel like I would still be playing it a lot. (laughs) I'm constantly like do I want to reshuffle all my games to put this back onto my console uh, or not? Uh, <laughs> but I really like it and it feels like a significant game for me because it's it's really that and Mass Effect, you know, years down the road are really sort of the games that that broke my very strong aversion to any sort of like first or third person shooter game. Mm-hmm. That, you know, that 007 GoldenEye oh, yeah. trauma mm-hmm. that I was working through. <laughs> So that that's a that's a really cool one. I'm still down to play that if anybody's listening and wants to squad up in Battlefront. Nice, I'll yeah, redownload it. Got it, it downloaded. <laughs> so that one I I I really really enjoy, um, and will probably continue to be like one of the only war games I ever actually play online. <laughs> All right, what's rounding out your list, Katie? Yeah,
2: I've got two left on my list that you know are possible but i think i'm going to choose one for my top three and then we can honorable mention the other if need the all talk about it sure the game i'm going to choose is one that is aside from pokemon unite a game that was the only game for a long time that i ever played with strangers there's no chat options which is amazing <laughs> um and the game is Tetris 99. So oh, yeah. I love Tetris. Oh. oh, so good. That's such a good yeah. pick. I love Tetris. I love uh, not talking to strangers when I have to play with them online. There's literally no way to do it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I, I, you know, I love the challenges that they have every once in a while where you, if you play, you don't even have to win number one to unlock Uh, things you just have to like play enough games to get the points but you get like different themes so i like buying different themes um with like the points you earn and it's just really i mean it's a classic but it's just with 99 of the people who will never talk to you i know they have a team (laughs) version but i think you need to it's kind of a free game. You need to have Nintendo online in order to ha- like be able to play it and have it. But when you have Nintendo online, you have it for free. But then they also have... You could pay, I think, more to unlock something. And that includes team matches with like people you know, maybe. I don't know. I never looked into it because I'm not going to pay for it. Because I like the, the sole version, the kind of core version, mm-hmm. well enough. But... Ugh, I love it so much. I play it so much, and uh, <laughs> it's just really good. That nice. didn't
1: even register on my radar as like a same. online multiplayer game. I'm glad game. I brought it up. Yeah, for real.
3: So good. It's
0: funny because it is just like a battle royale game, just a different style of battle royale. Mm-hmm. um But for some reason, I just didn't think of yeah, it. Yeah, it like I, I, right? I thought Fortnite, but obviously, like it's not one of my favorite games. um But it's like same genre, kind mm-hmm. of. It's like yeah, in a, you uh, know, yeah. It's in the Venn diagram.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, my last game is Portal Two. Oh, yeah. So I don't tell, know very yeah, much about more. Portal at all. Oh, well, you don't know? Okay, okay.
0: I mean, I, I, am aware of the like the core concept, but I don't. I've never played any of them. I don't yeah. know. I, Wouldn't have had any idea this would show up. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. The cake is a lie. Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I do know the cake is a lie. Oh, good.
1: Okay. If you didn't, I wasn't going to explain it anyway. Um, (laughs) I mean,
0: I don't get it, and I feel like I should fundamentally disagree, but... Uh,
1: No, the cake is uh, a lie.
0: I don't know the context, so... Yeah. Uh,
1: And that's more in Portal 1 anyway. Um, So Portal... Well, just Portal. is just a single-player game, um, and the whole premise is, like you're trapped in a lab and you have these portal guns and you could, you teleport from like blue to orange. And then in the second one, there is a single player game mode, but um, I, I played the multiplayer and so it's split screen. One person controls the blue and one person controls the orange. So you have to work together to figure out a puzzle for how to move your character, you know, from one side of the room across obstacles, you know, off like a jumping pad using like strategically placing your portals. And it's not just like, you know, here's the door and then here's the exit. It's like we might have to place three different portals timed perfectly in order to get across the room to our goal. So now that I'm explaining it, I think there probably was some yelling and shouting at certain points when I played. <laughs> uh, but it was so fun. It was so fun. And it's, you know, a full multiplayer, which I love to, you know, they didn't shortchange it or make it short. And Portal is just like cheeky and weird. So you play these two robots um, that are a little goofy. So I I love the Portal series and highly recommend that for online multiplayer. If you still can, it's PS3.
2: I hope you still can. So online multiplayer but it's split screen so you still see what the other person kind of like Mario Kart no because online Mario Kart you can't see because uh, like split screen is such a couch co-op
1: thing that it like broke my brain for a second when you said that I think it is I'm remembering it that way but I'm remembering it I don't know that well you know my memory's funny um because <laughs> you can look because I remember you have like a pointer feature where you can point point on the other person's screen and say, like, put your portal here, you know, if you weren't Mm -hmm. talking. Um, And I'm remembering it being split screen, but it could, it could not be.
2: Let me, uh... I was going to say, I heard you typing.
3: Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) How interesting. That'd be cool. And it would make sense. Because, like, if you need to be able to time things and see what the other, or, like, what the other person is doing, then having a split screen would make
1: sense. I just like that blew my mind. There, okay. So it looks like I don't know. I can't remember when I played it to when this patch was, but they made a patch for a local co-op too that was also split screen. But you could Hmm. also screen share with somebody who didn't have the game and do a split screen. So I'm pretty certain it's yeah. I'm pretty certain it's uh, always split screen. Yeah, (laughs) that's cool. Yeah, it's a it's a really cool mind-bending game.
0: It's definitely the type of game that I think I would like now, but I would have been like terrified to touch <laughs> um like when it was like in its heyday, you know.
1: Yeah, it's a good one. What's your last one, Doug?
0: Yeah, so the first two that I mentioned are ones that I feel like I can play with people easily and still feel like I'm having a good time if I play by myself on multiplayer online. My last one is one that I only ever play uh, with people and I only ever play it online uh, and never play it by myself. And therefore I wish I played it more <laughs> because it relies on those sort of stipulations. And it's the latest Mario party. Oh, it's so yeah. good and smooth and it has multiplayer online now. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to play it so much more than I do because it's, it's like, you know, the the thing that's so fun about Mario party was playing it with other people Um, and typically you'd be in the same room. And I think that probably still would be more fun. Um, but the fact that they have a smooth online experience allows you to sort of at least simulate that now, Mm uh, which would have been great last year, (laughs) uh, but it's still a massive benefit now. Um, and it means that we can play Mario party, uh, which is nice, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I like that a lot. I've been trying to convince some, some of my family members to get it so we can play Mario party, uh, considering we're all in different places and then I could play it more, but it's really good. <laughs> I was really impressed. I don't know why it took so long, um yeah. but it's really smooth it's so smooth
1: and Mario Party is not something I really played growing up, so it's been fun to like actually play it with you all. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I like it. I didn't. I mean, I I say this a lot, but I didn't have an N64, so I didn't have any Mario Party games. It's a deep cut. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and I didn't have any. uh, I didn't have any for GameCube when I had a GameCube, but I really enjoyed playing them at other people's houses or like party, like birthday parties or whatever, uh, or sleepovers. And so uh, it's it's fun to just like have one that you can. That I can play without any sort of special circumstances. (laughs) No party necessary for Mario Party. It just is a party. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) So if anyone wants to play Mario Party out there, hit me up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, are there any other games that need shouting out? Uh, Since I know we had some backups. And I know we have some... That maybe wouldn't be like our top experiences, but our top in our hearts.
2: Yeah, I'll shout one out that I play a lot of with my family. Specifically, we've played it a couple times, but not too many. And that's just Mario Kart. Yeah. So I played mm-hmm. it with some friends, but I mostly play it with my siblings and my dad. Because he, uh-huh. he's he's down for some Mario Kart. Uh, and we used to play, you know, couch co-op Mario Kart. Although it's not co-op, couch competition, Mario Kart uh, when we were <laughs> younger, and so it's cool to still be able to play that. Yeah, Mario Kart's a solid
1: game. Well, I'll mention Neverwinter.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I still,
1: I still think fondly of Neverwinter. I wish uh, we would have not run out of missions. Maybe I don't know. We should go visit. There was some sort of yeah thing that stopped us from progressing.
0: We hit some barrier. Yeah, yeah
1: the the layer Ooh. of doom yeah they like updated
0: the stuff and made it doom.
2: super <laughs>
1: hard <laughs> yeah something happened and maybe we were like maybe in a two leveled up area i don't know but that was the you know the first game that we all played together Aww. and i liked it demon Eye is still a cool character i can't remember yeah. what my class was or anything but oh wow i can't remember
2: i what remember my you were a tiefling
1: a tief i was a tiefling
0: i think so weren't you i don't know
1: I don't know what a a tiefling tiefling is. is. I don't either.
0: (laughs) Neverwinter is all Dungeons and Dragons stuff. So it's all like crossover. Oh, is it? Crossover content. Yeah.
1: See, didn't even know. Oh, so now, yeah, you know all that stuff now.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, every last bit of it, for sure. All the more.
2: (laughs) That's where horse dancing originated for us.
0: It's really the the highlight feature of Neverwinter, if we're being honest. <laughs> yep. The horse dancing. No, Neverwinter will always have a special place in my heart too, because it was sort of like the catalyst for us yeah. to regularly mm-hmm. game together, like remotely, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so even though even though we ran into like plenty of problems with Neverwinter, and it started off very confusing <laughs> and persisted being very confusing, um, it was still a lot of fun. I think because we all have similar uh, gaming styles in that type of environment, and so it just ended up being a fun thing for us to do, even if I could tell you exactly zero details about what that game is about.
1: I know. Yeah. Well, so what was... I used to know all the names. Oh, Dorothea. It was about... I was just going to say Dorothea. Dorothea. Yeah, Dorothea. (laughs) Yeah, who got turned into a zombie.
0: Yeah. That stuck out to me.
1: Yep, and then I will amend my previous statement about wanting to like not play with other people because we did encounter a character, or oh, a, character yeah. a player named Beef Suzanne in oh, Neverwinter. Shout Winter, out to Beef Suzanne, and I would be friends with Beef Suzanne. So,
0: so one exception is one. exception. <laughs> Because here's the thing. Beef Suzanne was like cool about it, right? Yeah. Sometimes we, were, we would play Neverwinter and people would like aggressively try to invite us to their party. Mm-hmm. Beef Suzanne like felt it out and just like hung out with us for a little bit. I don't even know if Beef Suzanne was ever actually part of our party or if we just sort of quested with them for a little while. Yeah, I think that. Um, but Beef Suzanne played it cool and, and you know, really accommodated our... our s- you know our play style, our, yeah, yeah, our play style, yeah, our, our timidity, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good, good stuff. Only other thing I'll shout out is a really simple one is just Uno. It's oh, is really fun to yeah. play online with Duh. friends. Uh, it's one that we play. It's like a good one that we can play when we're not really feeling like intense gaming, but want to hang out. And I, I wish that there were more. I honestly wish that there were more straight adaptations of card games and board games that we could do that with. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I know there's Clue, and I'm all oh, I always oh, yeah. am constantly toying with the idea of getting Clue. Um, and I think there's a version of Life floating around out there. But oh. I would love more just straight up card and board games, since we'd then be able to play those games th- like through the video game yeah. instead of having to be in the same place.
1: Yeah. But
0: that's all I got.
1: Well, thanks for listening this week. If you'd like to let us know your favorite online multiplayer games, you can send us an email at novelgamingpodcast at gmail.com or connect with us on Twitter at novelgamingpod. Please rate, review, and subscribe to Novel Gaming wherever you listen to podcasts. We will be back in a couple weeks with our book club episode.
0: Yeah. yeah. Bye. 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 <laughs>